This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hopp. We're talking about a new book, Cancer Incorporated, by today's guest, Dr. Ralph Moss. Uh, Ralph has a PhD. Uh, he is um, formerly with uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering uh, as, uh, I guess, sort of in the PR department, uh, mm-hmm. writing about uh, all the marvelous breakthroughs that they were achieving in the 1970s. Uh, thought better of it, embarked on uh, a different career where he's uh, critical of the cancer establishment. Uh, in 1980, he wrote a book called The Cancer Industry. Uh, Forty years hence, uh, he's got a new book, Cancer Incorporated. Uh, so, uh, Ralph, uh, you know, there's some wonderful reviews of your book. Uh, Dr. Wayne Jonas, who we've interviewed here on Intelligent Medicine, writes, The cancer profit engine will continue to suck money out of the suffering. And uh, Thomas Seafried, who also uh, uh, interviewed here on Intelligent Medicine, Ralph Moss has illuminated the dark side of the cancer industry. So, um, the uh, you know a couple of things I wanted to to share with you. You know, I have an article here in front of me from the Wall Street Journal, uh, and you know it just characteristic of a lot of the sort of rave uh, reviews of progress in cancer, and uh, it's a company. Modestly called Grail in <laughs> California, uh, right in the heart of Silicon Valley. And they've come up with a new amazing test that can tell you whether you have cancer, but not just advanced cancer, but in the very earliest stages of cancer. It's uh, based on artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, and, uh, you know, just with uh, a simple uh, blood test, it can find cancer well before symptoms show up in stage one or sooner. I'm quoting here, when therapies are cheap and effective, uh, it will be a massive game changer uh, because we'll be able to detect uh, when patients have cancer even before it becomes manifest in the body. Do you see any problems here with this? I mean, there's no, in this article, there's nothing, there are no reservations. Uh, by the way, Grail has raised almost $2 billion, including from... Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Um, so, um, what do you say? I mean, this yeah. is what we're looking for. I mean, it's like getting, you know, cl- uh, cholesterol and HDL, uh, but this is, you know, for cancer to predict cancer uh, uh, development. And then we can get in there early with, with therapies to, to check the cancer. Well, it could, it, it could be good. could be a two-edged sword. I, you know, my, my own cancer was detected through a test um, like that, um, an unappro- uh, an, uh, it was approved for use, but not approved as a, as effective. It was called Oncoblot. Mm-hmm. And uh, J- Jim Moray, who was a professor at Purdue University in uh, Indiana, was the one who devised that. And I was lucky enough to know him. And I got 
that test done and that indicated loud and clear that I had prostate cancer, then when I went to my urologist, she poo-pooed this and it was unproven tests, et cetera, et cetera. And she assured me, no way on earth that you have a, a serious case of, of prostate cancer. Well, it turned out I had two large, highly malignant mm. uh, Gleason 8 tumors oh, in wow. my prostate. Okay. So I, I'm a beneficiary of, of early screening. Like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I, uh, and I've also of more rational management of my own condition because at, at NYU, um, my doctor was willing to do an MRI in advance mm-hmm. uh, before doing uh, a biopsy. I really, like most men, I think I was very hesitant to have 20 holes yeah. poked into my prostate. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't see in front of my face the, the picture of the MRI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes the, the MRI will exonerate you. You know, it'll be like, Absolutely. oh, you know, your PSA is elevated, but your MRI is clear, so you can wait Correct. and, you know, get you know get a PSA again in six months or a year, and we'll see where it's going. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be the rational way of doing things. Some urologists, I think, lean very heavily on doing these prostate uh, biopsies. They know how to do them. They're pretty, you know, definitive, uh, although they can miss. If, you're not, if you haven't taken an MRI in advance, mm-hmm. you hardly know where to poke those needles mm-hmm. so i'd say do the mri first then it's a little necessary. bit like the, the, the game we used to play as kids battleship you know you just you know you fire the torpedoes randomly and you know you hope right. you hit something right exactly so yeah i'm i mean that's good but on the other hand um when jim when jim moray who unfortunately has himself passed away in the, in the intervening years but when he did a study of people random people in uh in his in um, was it um, uh, South Bend or one of the cities in in Indiana, um, they found that about forty percent of the people uh, adults on the street ha- already had signs yeah. of cancer. Yeah. So yeah. if you go if you go find early enough, uh, I've always said you can sort of have as much cancer as you want mm-hmm. in a society because forty uh, percent is the number of people who will develop cancer in the United States. And it couldn't be coincidental, or if it's be a weird coincidence, that it's exactly the same number of people who showed up with, you know, early or late cancers in the Oncoblot test, meaning mm-hmm. that cancers develop early, mm-hmm. much earlier in, than we think. Um, the, the concern probably, would be about overdiagnosis because we know correct. that uh, certain uh, yeah. prostate cancers are relatively indolent, and you know you yes. you may die of your prostate cancer at 105. You know, actually, or right. not die of your you know die of die heart disease 105 with die it. Die with it. Yeah, die with it, not of it. Yeah, exactly. So yes, that is a very very big concern, and that was the problem with the introduction of the PSA test as a screening tool is that there are so many other situations in which a person could have elevated PSA. And I always consoled myself by saying, oh, since I had had an attack of prostatitis back in the 1980s, I thought, well, that's what this must be. Mm-hmm. But then it kept cre- yeah. creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. So, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing. But if we start to diagnose, I mean, think of how many breast cancers in the earliest stages are going to be diagnosed with these new liquid biopsy uh tests as they call them uh it's it's going to overwhelm the medical mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. and do we really are we really ready to do that much less in an era in which you know covid19 is already 
taking up so much of the of the entire medical system. So it, it, it raises all kinds of important questions. I think from an individual point of view, it's better to know than not to know. Mm-hmm. What you do about that, I'm a strong believer, as you probably are, in the great potential of nutraceuticals and natural products in in terms of prevention of uh, cancer, um, leaving aside the, the the question of the of concurrent use of of these substances. So I have great faith and hope that things like curcumin, like resveratrol, uh, genistein, sulforaphane, green tea, that these things could be things that what people could take to ward off the likelihood of a cancer I, ever I think become. the term is a chemoprophylaxis, you know, is like, uh, yeah, right. which is like a prevention, you know, much as we might use yeah. statins for preventing cardiovascular yes. disease, as dubious yes. as their claim to fame might be, you know, we might right. use some of these natural substances to uh, uh, prevent or slow the progression of early cancers. Um there's a new uh, initiative, the Right to Try initiative, which yes. is, I mean, has been touted by the current administration. It's like, hey, you know, what the heck, uh, let's uh, let these therapies come online, you know, especially for people who are desperate for a cure. Is there a potential downside to uh, jumping into a clinical trial at, um, you know, maybe uh, a bit of a moonshot trial? Well, I don't. Uh, yes, there is a there is a danger in that. Um, I am not a big fan of the moonshot of the precision medicine initiative. Um, this may sound strange, but um, I think that what's um, when you look at it, like cancer is being defined as a genetic disease. Most people have no idea what that means. So what it really means is that. Mo- that uh, there are <clears throat> mutations associated with most cancers, and there can be multiple mutations, mm-hmm. many, usually many mutations, yeah. and it usually are, and you get different different authorities tell you how many mutations there are, but 10 wouldn't be exceptional. Um, it could be 100 mutations. Some people talk about thousands of mutations. So if you really pursue this idea of precision Oncology, meaning let's do a genomic analysis yep. of the tumor and find all the, all the mutations, then we'll either use or existing drugs or we yep. will design. That's like drugs. when people submit their tumor sample to Foundation One or something for a Correct. genetic analysis as opposed to just Correct. looking at it under the microscope, which used to be, oh, we'll send it to pathology, look under the microscope, oh, it's, right. okay, oh, it's, uh, you know, adenocarcinoma versus, uh, you know, right. something else, right? Or it could be something aggressive, but now they, this is taken as sort of gospel truth that if you have a certain mutation that you're going to give a drug mm-hmm. and the drug's going to counter that. Well, you know, the, the great model for that was Gleevec 20 odd years ago. Remember on <clears throat> front cover of Time magazine, mm-hmm. the new weapons in the war against cancer and it showed little uh, Gleevec pills, mm-hmm. imaginative pills. And, uh, yes, if you have certain rare uh, forms of cancer, relatively rare forms of cancer, uh, you can get significant uh, remission of the cancer with those pills, maybe even, you know, true pro- prolongation of life. I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. But the point is that that was a single mutation uh, that was caused by a misalignment of chromosome, of ge- genes, 
jumping gene, genes jumping from mm-hmm. one chromosome to another, swapping the chromosome. So you have a very peculiar, unusual situation, and you give this one drug, one mutation, this one drug. This is in leukemia, right? Drug. It was in chronic myelogenous leukemia and also in gastrointestinal stromal tumors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe a few others. So you had you had a terrific response, right. and yeah. everybody thought in ni- in nineteen ninety eight that year uh, to two thousand. This is the future of cancer research. In other words, if we can get such a great response out of Gleevec uh, with these relatively rare cancers, mm-hmm. imagine we can now analyze breast cancer. So mm-hmm. you have uh, the, the BRCA1, BRCA2, you have mm-hmm. these different mutations, yeah. VEGF, all these, and it, it multiplies every time somebody it, it, does it another. It spawned a cycle of drug development, uh, but also right. costly drug development and uh, costly drug rollouts. Now there's a whole bunch of uh, unpronounceable drugs that are out Correct. there. Correct. That are, that are not general, not, it's not a generic thing. It's like this no. drug will treat this particular genetic glitch that is that yes. we find when we analyze your cancer yes and it doesn't work i mean and and believe me i have i want it to work mm-hmm. of course i want it to work as a as a as a patient myself and also as a person who just wants there to be more effective cancer treatments but if you look at what's happening so far with the precision medicine initiative and i have a whole 21 page chapter on this in my book, uh, Cancer Incorporated, uh, it just isn't working out. And that doesn't surprise me um, because I think there are so many mutations that even if you were to get a temporary uh, or slowing of the growth of a tumor, you wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, necessarily, uh, the cancer would mutate. It's sort of a whack-a-mole kind of problem. Correct, right? correct, just, exactly. You know, the cancer adapts and changes, and uh, right. there's so many correct. different possibilities, almost and, infinite and, possibilities. And, and then there's another possibility, and that is, uh, maybe cancer isn't a genetic disease. Mm-hmm. I know, of course, you'd be, you'd have to be blind not to see that there are, mut- that yeah. there are some somatic mutations that are associated with most cancers. But how do you know mm-hmm. for a fact that it's the, that the primary event in cancer is the mutation of the gene and not the alteration of the metabolism of the cancer cell. And there you're echo- echoing Thomas uh, Seyfried, Correct. Uh, who uh, you reference in the book. And I have a chapter on metabolic therapy uh, in uh, in the book. I, I just give sort of highlights, and Tom Seyfried helped me with that chapter, so I feel very confident, and you know that I'm reflecting his his thinking on this. There's nothing nothing original to me in this, but uh, this is a very profound chicken and egg kind of question. That isn't, to, and to my uh, knowledge, has never been adequately answered. Meaning, look, we've known since 1924 or so, with uh, the work of Otto Warburg in in Germany, that a fundamental aspect of cancer is it's 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 uh, it's avid for glucose. It loves sugar. It's a sugar junkie. Why? Because the mitochondria, which are the parts of the cell, the normal cell that generate energy they're defective in cancer so maybe the damage is done at the level of the mitochondria not the level of the nucleus and if that's the case the the treatments should be directed at the mitochondria at healing them at making them more normal at detoxification of the cell um, or treating um, this question of excess glucose which is a dangerous condition for people with 
early stage cancers because the glucose that circulates in the blood uh, offers a, a natural um, uh, food for the growth of the cancer mm -hmm. cells, mm -hmm. growth growth medium. And we know 52% of the American of the adult American population is now uh, diabetic or pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. So that being the case, excess glucose in the blood is a very common uh, condition in our country in particular. And you see the correlation between overweight between pre-diabetes with diabetes and, ca and, and cancer. And this doesn't necessarily uh, argue for standalone therapies with, say, ketogenic no. diet or intermittent fasting, no. but uh, right. maybe that could be an adjunct to uh, other uh, right. therapies to sort of complete the um, uh, yeah. speed bumps in, in the progression Correct. of cancer. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's another way. I mean, can't, we don't know enough about cancer yet to be able to devise um, magic bullet treatments against the disease. And so uh, that being the case, we have to triangulate. We have to come at this cancer because cancer is working at different levels, at the metabolic level, at the genetic or genomic level, um, and, and, and even the psychological level, certainly the dietary level. So you have to, given our state of knowledge and just what we, what we instinctually feel about how pervasive this disease is, we want to come at it from different angles because these different angles, the different methods will synergize or can synergize. Mm -hmm. And I'm very interested these days in, um, in question of the nutraceuticals, the natural agents like curcumin. I've been doing a lot of research mm -hmm. on curcumin and cancer. And that, and in the, there's a vast data, a database of laboratory research on curcumin showing that it's a chemosensitizing agent doesn't have very much in the way of side effects or there are people who believe that it will interfere with chemotherapy mm -hmm. but the but the but the the overwhelming number of laboratory studies point in the opposite direction that it'll actually Im decrease mm -hmm. the side effects of drugs like cisplatin and adriamycin and will increase the effectiveness mm -hmm. uh, if there are if there are insufficient number of clinical trials that's not the fault of the people doing the research on the, on curcumin on natural products it's the fault of the establishment of the of the chemo oriented establishment or the patented drug oriented establishment mm -hmm. not seeing any reason to want to do those studies what do you recommend to reform the system because a lot of people would argue well you know it's necessary evil it's a profit-driven system you know people from all over the world if you get cancer in uh, brazil you come to yeah. you know memorial sloan kettering or if you get cancer in well, pakistan you come to uh you know md yeah. anderson uh, right. you know, and that's because we have a very lavish, expensive system here, but uh, we are developing cutting-edge drugs because of the enormous profits they generate. What's the alternative? Well, I, I think that the, the drug testing has to be, they have to break the link between the testing of drugs and the people who are doing that testing and the, um, and, and the, the payments to them. So I think... Uh, most of the testing should be done at government expense uh, uh, within the confines of the National Cancer Institute. It has its faults. I've been a big critic of National Cancer Institute for a, a long time, but I still think it's a whole lot better than leaving it up to the drug companies to do the essentially do the evaluation of their own products. That's mm -hmm. that's completely so the, fox the chicken coop. Absolutely, yeah. and so that would be. And I would say. 
if none of that works, I would nationalize the the cancer drug business so that you take all these problems off the table. Yes, there would be other problems involved, of course. I mean, uh, you have a government bureaucracy, basically, that's, that's running the testing. But at least, th- unless they're breaking the law, they're not going to be as swayed by the... Um, uh, by the monetary considerations, mm-hmm. as, as has happened now, where the top leadership of the um, of the uh, uh, oncology profession has basically been bought off by the drug industry. I would also do some other things. I would open up the clinical trial system so that the patients who are in the clinical trials are more representative of the actual population, mm-hmm. because right now. They're cherry-picking the patients. Yeah, uh, that's scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you see, you know, if you're uh, basically a healthy, relatively young, relatively affluent, uh, and usually white uh, person, that's the typical patient who's in mm-hmm. the, who's entered into the clinical trial, whereas the, the, the rest of the population um, is not even uh, available. 41%. By one um, calculation, 41% of the adult cancer patients would, uh, w- would qualify for a clinical trial, and only 5% participate. Hmm. So I would pay people to participate in, in clinical trials, just like uh, we pay people to take part in, you know, to do jury duty. So I would, I would make it affordable hmm. for people of all types um, More access. to take, take, have access to the trial. So this is a very important thing. I would only use overall survival as the main endpoint. I would I would not allow progression-free survival or the response rate what you were talking about before to be used as so-called surrogate endpoints mm-hmm. in 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 trials. I think that's only like experimentally if it's clearly delineated that these are not beneficial results. These are just sign points along the way. But to get approval, you have to focus on real benefit, cure, increase overall survival, and improved or, or sustained quality of life. That's what it means by, uh, you know, by uh, real benefit. I would eliminate accelerated approval. At this time, uh, about half to two-thirds of, of drugs are given accelerated approval, which means that they can um, uh, they can declare a drug uh, marketable. The FDA can make a drug marketable without there being proof of actual mm. benefit. Wow! Yeah. And many other things. I, in my book, Cancer Incorporated, it's all there. I, I, it's all there in the book. I, I do, and, and I, I wanted to say yep. that people get, get a uh, you know, your listeners can get a free copy of the ebook of Cancer Incorporated oh. if they go to our website. Uh, which is Moss Reports slash Cancer Inc. Oh wow! Okay, right. so, it's it's delineated. If you go to Moss Reports, where you can get a free ebook, or okay, yes, so. yes, or you could just do this, this uh, slash Cancer Incorporated or Cancer Inc., and it'll cut, bring you to that page. Awesomely good. Uh, and finally, uh, you, you, what's a patient to do when confronted with cancer? Tell us about the Moss Reports. Uh, you know, in in brief, right. uh, what. Does it offer yes. to a patient who's so, maybe, you know, confronted with a lot of, you know, shall I do chemo? Shall I do radiation? Shall I do both? Shall I consider immunotherapy? Right. Shall I enter a clinical trial? Shall I go to Germany? You know, there's a lot right. of possibilities. Well, the, I'd say the first thing you have to do is come up with a, a realistic estimate of how effective the treatment that your doctor 
is recommending is going to be? What are the actual benefits of that? And I've given some indication of how I approach these problems. In other words, I'm really, I'm looking for true gold, not, not, not fool's gold. You know, I'm looking for something that, yes, you should do this treatment because uh, this treatment will actually has a good chance of extending your life. Or if it doesn't, we say so. And each report is about 500 pages and is based upon uh, both the, uh, an analysis of the conventional claims made for the conventional therapy or uh, the best of the complementary and mm-hmm. alternative world. We don't just willy-nilly uh, tell people to go to this clinic or that mm-hmm. clinic or much less. It's a series of options. I've seen some of your reports Correct. for some of our patients. And, and just to, to emphasize, you know, you're not a physician. You're not going to undertake their care. But what you'll do no. is you sort of critically evaluate some of the possibilities yes. and, uh, you know, provide patients with uh, insights into the advantages and disadvantages of various approaches for their particular cancer. Correct. And I also do phone consultations if, mm-hmm. if the case is complicated and, you know, the person needs to have drill down closer to their own exact situation, then we can talk that through. This is not in any way antagonistic to the advice that they're getting from their physician. The most that I'm going to say would be, here's a, here's a good point that you should raise with your oncologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for instance, we, a client of mine uh, has been told not to take um, a smoothie. Uh, that contains like soy milk or um, or curcumin or uh, pomegranate extract. So what's the basis for that? Why, why are they, let's find out, get the reference mm-hmm. from the doctor. Let's look at that together. We'll look at that reference and see if that makes any sense mm-hmm. or are there countervailing studies that show the opposite. Show the so benefits. this is the mm-hmm. thing we're trying. I mean, it's look, it's complicated, yeah. but if people want to do phone consultation we offer that as a as an option as well the reports we have on as i say about 30 35 different kind relatively common kinds of cancer some of our books are for sale at our website can uh most reports and some of them are free so we try to and we're also starting up a podcast of our own and Mm -hmm. we're we're we've done you know there's a lot of of free material available including the book um at uh mostreports.com and then there's some things that people have to pay for our time and our effort to you know to to maintain but basically we're just trying to bring clarity to the field for people who maybe are being offered no options or else uh, options that are unacceptable to them well i just want to congratulate you on a very uh, long and uh, successful career and uh, which has been certainly reinvigorated with the publication of uh, cancer incorporated uh, it's a great book it really lays out uh, the case for uh, a better uh, path towards uh, dealing with this problem that confronts so many americans so thank you thank for your you. work really, thank really you, appreciate uh, having you as a colleague great to talk to you my pleasure i'm dr ronald hoffman And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements 
I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.